Hello, and welcome to Spellcaster, the spiritual glam podcast. We're your hosts, Deirdre and Renee. And we're your gypsy fairy godmothers. We're here to give you the straight shit on how to live your most authentic life. Drop some wisdom to help you navigate all of life's magical mysteries. So listen up as we reveal how to cast your spell, harness the energy, and design your life. Deirdre. Yes. Here's the thing. Yes. Your fucking nails look amazing. So do yours. Oh my God. We I are mean, so fabulous. Today, Aren't you so glad that I suggested because whoever you were going to before me, you had some shitty ass nails. Any- you can never, never, never not go to who I go to because I know the best of everything. Deirdre knows the best of everything. So here's the thing. As if I could possibly not do what you tell me to do because you say it in such a loud aggressive way i.e my botox yes my plastic surgeon for my boobs yeah my nail person yeah every time i do anything you're like uh no nope well i'm saving you from yourself i'm like jesus (laughs) and you're like mary magdalene you're jesus and i'm a whore (laughs) i mean let's just go with it Uh, okay (laughs) okay jesus christ superstar (laughs) <laughs> Whatever. Wait, guess what? What? I got a fucking present today. You did? So, one of the girls in my office went home for the weekend. Oh, Louisiana. She the Louisiana. And look, <gasps> she brought me a mask. That's actually gorgeous. Isn't that pretty? Yes. It's okay. So, you guys can't see it, but it's like diamonds around the yes. eyes and it's, it's got purple, like purple and, and green and, and it's feathers. So You'll see it's, in a picture at some point. It's actually beautiful. It's really pretty. So, I got a present and I just thought this was so genius of her to yeah. get for me. So. She's so sweet. Do so, you have a lot of great women that work for one you. One of the things that I always tell the, my team. I don't want to call them my girls, my team, yeah. is that I am building um, an army of women in our industry, which is kind of design, construction. And so I really do try and work with as many women in this in- industry as I can. So like my architectural hardware person is a woman. My stone person is a woman. I've got all, oh, my my plumbing supply person is a woman. Like as often as possible, if I can deal with a woman and just just create this empire of powerful women, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm doing something good. I love that. And yeah. I know you can. What has traditionally been a man's job or a man's role can just as easily be filled by a woman. A hundred percent. And I'm not saying that we're going to do it better, but I'm saying that we can do it better. You know how I love glitter and sparkles. I'm a bit of a raccoon. I like You're all the- a fairy. I'm a fairy. So I was thinking about our headphones that we wear. While we record. Oh, you're going to bedazzle our headphones. Well, you know, all of my headbands that are actually like tiaras. Yeah. Like the very Dolce Gabbana kind of vibe. I kind of want to do that to my, not necessarily the ear parts, but I kind of want to do it to the ear parts too. Because you know how Dolce and Gabbana came out with like yes. the. Yeah, they were gorgeous. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody from Dolce, if you want to just send me something in that vein, I'm sure I can like clip off the cord and put one on that will plug into my podcast. 100%. Or, or we I'll, can find or, someone that can. Or I'll send you the headphones. You just bedazzle them. <laughs> but yeah, I just have like a, a wild um, desire for that because I feel like, you know, it's just not enough. Like I had to take off my beautiful headband to put my headphones well, on. Well, yeah, we look, you know, a little basic and you and I don't do basic. Yeah, so, so we've got to understand that. We've got to upgrade our headphone. I'm game. thinking it gives me a goal. I love it. And if you're going to do it, send it, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. So... Deirdre and I were talking, as we do. Every day, all day. I mean, you have no idea. (laughs) And we were talking about one of the um, 
things that's come up in our lives, both as friends together, but you know, it's happened to us individually as well. We've talked about the energy, the mean girl energy, and we're not talking about ourselves. We're talking about y'all bitches, y'all mean girl bitches. You know who you are. Yeah, you do. So, um, I mean, I think through, through your lifetime, through everyone's, through all women's lifetimes, they've encountered a mean girl. And I, I truly feel that it starts at a very young age. It can start in elementary school where they are mean girling you because you don't have the right toys for some reason. Or you're not wearing the right clothes or the right jeans or carrying the right bag. Exactly. You're, you have glasses or your hair's not whatever. Right. And then, you know, in high school, you're being mean girled because you're, popular and the not so popular people are going to mean girl you or you're not popular and then maybe the mean you know the popular girls are mean to you Deirdre actually said I want you to drive the bus on this episode because you are a popular cheerleader so I feel like you know more about this a yeah because I was a cheerleader yeah I don't know that I was popular I feel like I was kind of dorky well you were a dorky popular girl maybe I don't know well, adorable, I was, adorable I, I was not a cheerleader, but I was definitely, I mean, I thought I was a bad bitch. Shout out, Sherry. We were bad bitches, but like the, you know, alternative kids used to call us bulimic bitches. And um, my nickname was Princess Neptunian because of my last name. I'm That's Armenian. Hysterical. Yeah. So they'd be like, oh, here comes Princess Neptunian. She's a fucking bulimic bitch. So, you know. People are mean. Yeah, people can be really mean. You know, whether it's in elementary school, junior high, middle school, they call it now, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, High school. I suppose it could even happen in college. It has happened to us in our adulthood. I mean, ridiculous. And I think that some of this behavior is very passive aggressive. Yeah. So sometimes this mean girl behavior is almost... Passive aggressive, like they're trying to give you a a compliment, but it's like a a backhanded compliment. Well, I remember when we were first friends Uh and we started hanging out a lot together and we would always lunch together and play sports together and whatever. I won't say. I love that you're saying that tennis was, we were playing sports together because literally let me walk you through this shit. We would put on our workout clothes. We play tennis. Basically, we were idiots. And then we'd go have lunch and then we'd go and have lunch. And that was basically our day. Playing tennis was just a vehicle to get me to go play lunch. I mean, you would would always pick me up in one of your fabulous sports cars. Right. And, you know, either we'd go in a Bentley or we'd go in a McLaren or we would go in a Porsche. You know, I mean, we were crazy. Then we would go have lunch. And I remember we were very newly friends and I was very protective of our friendship. And I really felt attached to you very, very quickly. And I didn't, you felt attached to me very, very quickly, despite the fact that early on in our friendship, you specifically said to me, you know, we probably won't be friends for very long because I always get rid of people. Right. And And I do, but, and I remember saying to you, I doubt it. I'm amazing. You'll never find anyone better. And I never did. But the thing is, is that I said that because I was protecting myself because I really didn't want you to leave me because oh. I loved you. I had I loved you immediately. It was like such a spark and I wanted you to love me. And I, you know, was just protecting myself. But I remember I was very protective of the friendship and this bitch pulled you aside Mm -hmm. because we were hanging out Mm -hmm. and this bitch pulled you aside. And what did she say to you? She was like, ew, why do you hang out with her? She's so pretty. Who fucking says that? At the time, I was dumbfounded that she was talking about my friend like that. And I was sort of like, whoa, you don't even know her. 
And just because she's super pretty doesn't make it an ew, why do you hang out with her? Why don't you just get to know her as a person? Right. Because she's really a lovely human. Well, see, I took it in a totally different No, well, because I made the fucking mistake of telling you. We didn't know each other that well. I didn't know how much it would trigger you. So I was like, ew, this fucking girl just said this and you fucking lost your mind. Well, because I was afraid in my mind that you were going to dump me because she said, ew, why do you hang out with her? She's too pretty. And I was so afraid of you leaving me. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's it. I didn't care that she said that about me because I don't care. I care that I didn't want it to affect you and I and our friendship. I was just dumbfounded that anyone would say something like that. Yeah. I mean, and girls are women can be very vicious. Even not that long ago, somebody said something similar to me. And I think my response was, oh, I don't think you're ready to hang out with us. Yeah. You know, so I people can be kind of judgy. It sounds insane. It sounds, it sounds like we're making it up. Like it is fucking insane. But in our 15 years of friendship, it's happened to me. It, so they always come to me. And it's and happened it. a lot. And it's happened a lot. And, you know, it's it's a really tough thing for me because, A, I want to, A, attack. Thank I'm, you. I'm a delight. You're my tiger mommy. I want to be either justify or explain and say, you know what? You don't know her. And let me tell you something about this girl. So here's what I can tell you about Deirdre. She wants everybody to be their best. So there have been times, this is going to come as a shock to all of you, (laughs) but there have been times where I haven't been my best. Maybe I haven't been taking care of myself properly. I mean, the bitch makes me go to her fucking nail salon because she just said I had shitty nails. (laughs) So she will, but she doesn't, she's never done it in a mean way. She's never said like, listen, ugly hands, you got to go to my fucking nail place. She's very diplomatic and gentle and say, you know what? Why don't, why don't we try my place? Why don't you come with me? And then she'll tell whoever my technician is like, and this is what you're going to do. And then I come out of there and I'm like, oh, my nails look fucking awesome. She's like, yeah, and that's where you're going to go from now on. Or when, you know, I was getting jacked up Botox, which by the way, he wasn't doing it the way that the guy that we go to now does it. This guy's a fucking artist. And she was like, I feel like you can, you can do better. You can look better. And I was like, I mean, I guess I can try your guy, whatever. And then I came out of there and, you know, when it kicked in, I was like, holy shit, like I look a lot better. So she's not coming at it as a like a know-it-all or like I'm so much better than you she's genuinely trying to elevate it could be anything it could be I think you should read this book I think that you should listen to this podcast I think that you should try this meditation do you remember when you took me jean shopping yes because this bitch was wearing jeans that were falling down (laughs) and when she would walk because she had lost a bunch of weight and I was like okay it's you've lost a lot of weight it's time to get some sexy jeans and she's like what I don't even have to unzip them watch I can just pull down and pee and I was like yeah that's not hot like nothing (laughs) like I get that it's like super convenient convenient but it's not fucking hot so let's go to Bloomingdale's and remember we went to Bloomingdale's but I and we we bought like eight pairs of jeans and it was like four thousand we went down one size at a time yeah because I was like these are the size I'm wearing I'm gonna go down one size and you're like Renee I think you could I said Renee ended up with was a 24 I said Renee you're a 24 and you're wasting my time right but I was like nope we're gonna do it one size at a time. And we did do it one size at a time. So I'm saying she doesn't approach it from a mean way. Some people know how to do things. Everybody's good at something, right? A hundred percent. We all have our gifts. Years ago, I had to buy a dress for something. I cannot remember what it was for. Some event. I was picking out dresses and whatever. And you were like, kind of cue the dramatic eye roll. And then you and I 
went shopping and you yes. pulled this dress, which I don't even know where it is now. That dress was gorgeous. It was gorgeous, right? Yeah. And it was something I would have never picked for myself. It looked so pretty. It was perfect on you. And, and I said to you. I forced you to try it on. You, you forced didn't even me to try, try it, on. it on. I said to you, I would have never picked that. So what I'm saying is that some people are good at things. Sometimes you're too close to this situation and somebody has to be objective and right. they have to help you out. So that's what Deirdre does. So when people say to me like, oh, she's so pretty. Why do you hang out with her? And I'm like, A, go fuck yourself. B, this girl is amazing. And by the way, she's not like keeping it for herself. She's like, I've got a great hair person. Why don't you try this? I've got a great eyelash person. You should try this. I've got a great place where I get my manicures. You should try this. She's not keeping it for herself. So when girls act like that, it makes me fucking crazy. And I have to be careful because... I can't attack everybody. I have a business. People know me here. So I can't be like, you know, I can't start swinging as much as I want to. (laughs) You're a woman of society. I am a woman of society. And so (laughs) I can't start swinging. Yeah, people are very mean about me. And the funny thing is, is that I would help any woman and give any woman the shirt off my back. That's the fucking funny thing. That is true. (laughs) What I will say is... Our friendship, our connection Mm -hmm. has made you more approachable, I think. Yes. Because I'm very approachable. Nobody's threatened by me. Yeah. They definitely, I think, find you more approachable because they see you and I together. And once they see us interact with each other and interact with other people, that even makes you more approachable. Well, I think my friendship with you has also softened me. Yeah, you're very soft now. Yes, I'm very soft. (laughs) But, But I do feel that when people say things in a mean girl way. It's very passive aggressive. It's very much indicative of some of the ways that they feel about themselves. Maybe there's insecurities Complete there. Mirror. And that's why at this point in my life, I don't get upset or offended by people because I authentically know who I am. Mm-hmm. So when you authentically know who you are, right. there is no disrespect. Right. We all have times in our life where we've had low self-esteem and some of us are able to work through it. I've talked so much shit about other girls and other women because of how low I was feeling about myself. No one's perfect. We've all done it. So how can I judge other people for doing it to me when I've done it to other people? We've all done it. We've Mm -hmm. all done it. And it's all really based on low self-esteem. And I, yeah, I always knew that it was, it was coming from me and my own issues. And it was never really about that person. Either that person had something that I didn't like in myself that I saw in them or they had something that I wanted that I didn't feel I had. That's the key. Whatever it is that they're saying about us or we're saying about them, Mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with us. Now, as well-rounded, fabulous goddesses, Yes. We don't really do that bullshit anymore. I really try very hard not to speak ill of anyone. I really do try to make Unless up. them bitches have it coming and then I swear to God, I swear I to God, I'll start swinging. my earrings off and I will start. Yo, hold my weave. Hold Where's my weave. Where's the Vaseline, Deirdre? Hold my weave. Fucking Deirdre, hold my weave. Hold my earrings. I'm going in. No, but yeah. I mean, we've grown up so much over the past year, especially. And, um... I don't get a thrill or an excitement out of putting anyone down anymore. And to even take it a step further, you know, sometimes even at work, a client will respond in a negative way. They'll push back on me about, it could be anything. It could be about a lead time or an additional charge that they weren't expecting or whatever. And 90% of the time they're like, okay, you know, we understand whatever. And then 10% of the time I get a lot of shit and a lot of pushback. And, you know, the people on my team will, you know, we'll all start getting a little like off footed and I will have to tap the brakes and say, you know what? This actually has nothing to do with us or what's going on. The job that we're doing, it has nothing to do with us. There's something happening with them right now. All we can do is do the best that we can do. That's going to play itself out. Mm -hmm. 
in a day or so. Mm-hmm. They're going to circle back and it'll be fine. And usually that's what happens. Well, I think that when you fully grasp the concept of it's never really about you, someone else's meanness or attitude or issue is never really about you. I think that's very freeing. None of it matters. Well, it's funny too, because we're all so in our own heads and so egocentric. It's always about me. Everything's right. about me. Right. Everybody cares what I'm doing. Exactly. Everybody cares what I'm And honest to God, nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a fuck what I do day to day. You know yeah. who gives a shit what I do day to day? Me and my clients that are paying me. Exactly. And even they Getting are just, their work done. And they don't care and, what you're doing day to day as long as at the end of the day it happens. Right. Their, their, their house is accomplished in the right. way they wanted it accomplished. Right. So, you know, I think that we, we do take things very personally and, and it's hard not to. But I will say, now that I'm a little older and a little wiser, I try not to take things as personally. I can see everyone on my team laughing right now with a dramatic eye roll like, oh, bitch, please. But fuck you. Here's the thing. Don't judge us, you fucking bitches. That's it. (laughs) Fucking judgy eyed bitches. That's right. It is hard. You know what I can say? Honestly, it's something I struggle with, but I am a work in progress and I have gotten a lot better than I used to. Well, you just said it right there. Work in progress. We all are a work in progress. It's funny. I was talking to one of my exes not that long ago and he was kind of being mean to me and he was like, you'll always be working on yourself for the rest of your life. And he thought that that was insulting to me. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. I I answered back with, yeah, I will be. Mm -hmm. And you should be too. And that's a good thing. So where you're trying to hurt me, I actually take that as a compliment. The idea that we're all working on ourselves forever. Work on yourself. Is a blessing. If you're not working on yourself till the day you die, you're not living. Mm -mm. You're You're not growing. You're not aspiring. You're not creating. You're nothing. You're stagnant. Right. So keep working on yourself and keep growing and keep trying new things. I mean, even the podcast, which I mean, my God, Renee, we literally were like, we're going to do a podcast. And it took us, well, you got a bunch of jobs. I got a bunch of jobs. We were so busy. And so it was just, it was lip service for so long. Honestly, the way it shook out, divine timing presented Mm -hmm. itself when it was right. And that's, you know, and we did tell that story. It presented itself at the right time. But, you know, I can't tell you how many people, so we are trailer and our first episode is out. They're doing really well. We're getting really positive feedback. It's really exciting. And I think people are surprised. I think that there are a lot of people yeah. that are surprised. Yeah. Well, I I had dated this guy like over the summer and into the fall and he actually texted me and said, wow, you guys sound really good. Right. I'm impressed. Right. And I was like, this fucking cunt bag never gives a compliment. No, nothing nice to say. So, <laughs> well, well, I wouldn't go that far, but very hard to get it. He's a very tough critic. Tough, tough customer. Very hard to get a compliment out of. And I was like, damn. And those those are the compliments okay. that, that mean a lot. But, you know, I think generally speaking from your people and my people, we've gotten really, really positive feedback. And I think that some people are surprised. How did they do that? Well, you know what? We kind of ask ourselves that. Too. I don't even know how we did this. We, to be honest we, with you, I'm just still um, riding the wave. I think a lot of it is that we wanted it badly enough that we were willing to try hard. We were willing to do the research, do the work, figure it out, make some mistakes. Yeah. Try I, it again. You know, I also think that we have lucky energy because we believe we do. For sure. And so I think that 
the positive thoughts and the lucky energy right. go very far well, with Well, we've never, ever said that it is anything than successful. Right. It, it is successful. We we have a successful podcast. We have a yacht in the Mediterranean named Spellcaster, and we have a jet at Millionaire waiting for us called Spellcaster. Exactly. So we're we're already casting the spell. The spell has been cast. What we're doing right now is harnessing the energy. Yeah. And if we could not know how to use a computer and not know how to use a mixing board, I mean, not know how to do any of this. Right. Neither one of us had broadcasting backgrounds. I mean, literally, we were two tennis housewives and then decided to become interior designers, which is funny because we both became interior designers. Yeah. Both very successful at that. And then we're like, huh. Let's do a podcast. I mean, it's awesome, Renee. And I'm so proud of us. We should run for office. We should be president. But I think that we should both be president. Like we should be like twin presidents. Yeah, we can be like co-presidents. I love it. I think we're unstoppable. No, for sure. So I guess people did not take us seriously. People have historically not taken us seriously. We weren't jokes, but we were, we weren't, we weren't taking powerful women and we We were not powerful. Right. Exactly. We were powerful, but people didn't see us as powerful. Right. Right. And that's a bummer. So that, I mean, even that energy is mean girl energy and that has come from men. Yeah. You know, so I've been mean girled by men and you know who you are. I've been mean girl by men. You know, so it's not just girls that can mean girl you. It's, it's men too. And it shakes you. It shakes your self-esteem. It shakes you to the core. Oh my God. Am I a phony? Well, yeah. I mean, I remember somebody telling me, you know, a few years ago after I, after I got divorced, like, oh my God, we used to all talk behind your back and say you were only with him because he was rich and right. you were cheating on him with like the pool boy. I didn't have a fucking pool. I mean, I did have a pool guy, but I, I mean, like shit. Nobody wants to cheat with him. I mean, no, <laughs> I didn't cheat on my husband, but it's amazing how people make right. up rumors and lies and assumptions about you because you a look a certain way right. or you're wealthy and you, you know, present yourself. And I drove around our town in a white Bentley. So I was, but we also thought that was really fucking funny. So with the McLaren and the Porsches and the Bentley, we went for it. I mean, we did. <laughs> well, we did, but we weren't being like, we're so fucking awesome. I still think that's fucking funny. I don't no, think we that were, that's. <laughs> we were so. And literally we would pull up in my white Bentley. As one does. <laughs> so, so we probably perpetuated wait, the mean girl talk. Wait a minute. Okay. So I'm going to own it now. So. This is a very special episode of Spellcaster where Renee comes clean about possibly having been a mean girl. But you know what? I'm not fucking perfect. So Oh, oh, I know what you you're know about what I'm to tell. Say. Tell it, girl. Tell so, it. So I'm not perfect. I suck. I'm, I'm a moody bitch. Okay. You do not suck. Moody, maybe. You do not suck. All right. So we were taking tennis lessons and there was a, a, a variety of women that, you know, we'd be in these clinics and there'd be like 20 or 30 women. There may or may not have been... One or two, probably one, who was definitely just, one that wouldn't shut the fuck up, would not shut the fuck up <laughs> to the point where we couldn't even fucking play the match because she just needed to talk to the goddamn pro to, to fucking ask if her swing or her this was. Okay. I mean, it's enough about you. Let's just fucking do it. Just oh fucking figure it out. So yeah. I would look at Deirdre because we were always partners and I would just be like, what do you think? And she's like, fucking nail her. And I don't know why, but when I am angry, I have amazing aim and I would fucking bean her every time (laughs) and do you know where I got the idea yeah this fucking happened to me a million years ago literally I had taken one fucking tennis lesson 
did not know how to even score, how to do anything. And my best friend from college, who's like an amazing fucking tennis player, was like, yeah, you know, and I was telling her how fucking great I was, blah, 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 because I figured she'd never know. She lives in fucking California. She's like, they're having tennis camp at Pebble Beach. Why don't you come out? So I'm like, all right, buy my ticket, buy all the clothes, figure how hard can it be? Get out there. I don't know fucking jack shit. We start warming up. I can't hit a fucking ball. These two bitches beamed me with mm. every fucking ball. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I did? Mm. I started to cry. <laughs> you pussy. Fucking, no, it gets worse. <laughs> I started to cry. I went inside to the locker room crying. Yeah. Finally, my girlfriend finds me. I'm basically under the sink in the fetal position, rocking and weeping. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, oh, they were really mean to me. They hit me with tennis balls and I don't know what I'm doing. And she's like, get up, get back out there. And I said, no, I want you to get a helicopter. I want (laughs) you to get a helicopter to come fucking pick me up and take me to the airport so I can go home. She said, get your fucking ass up and get back out there. Good for her. And let them hit you with tennis balls because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And you suck and you deserve it. And I fucking did it. And And you you know know what? She just fucking deserved it too because she wouldn't shut her fucking mouth. But you know what? (laughs) So those same two girls... We were doing a lot of round robin things. And I have to say, everybody there was pretty nice. They realized that I was tennis challenged. So they were very nice to me. But the two girls that had been mean to me, what they didn't know was that my best friend and her pal were the baddest bitches there. Uh, so when they round robined around, yeah, they fucking annihilated them. They fucking humiliated them. Mm-hmm. They were like, this is for Nene. Like they fucking <laughs> went there. Yeah. And those two girls left. They left early. Good. Well, you know. And me and my fake hair extensions, we went to the the end of the tennis camp dinner. Had and a cocktail and had you a cocktail. It was fine. So listen, we've all done it. We've all experienced it. So yes. all you can hope in life is that you do a little better than the day before. Absolutely. You know, speaking of tennis, there is a funny story that I remember. And I'm just going to fucking tell it because... Hopefully we're not running out of time. No, we're good. Okay. So we played tennis with this girl and she was very nice. She was, she was good. She was pretty decent. She was an ER doctor at the local hospital. And, um, I had two Huskies at the time and I thought that, um, I got rabies. (laughs) Oh my God. I can't. I can't. This is the most exhausting. Um, well, because they attacked a skunk in the daytime. And so I was like, skunks are nocturnal. And I don't know if they are or not, but in my mind, they are. They actually are nocturnal. Oh, they are. Okay. Ish. So, yeah. So I was like, this skunk definitely has rabies. And I was like cleaning their mouth. And there was like a little blood on them from like attacking this skunk. And the skunk did live. It hobbled away. Nope. All of a sudden, I got stuck in my head that I have rabies now. Yeah. So she gets stuck in her head. She's got rabies. It's 8 a.m. <laughs> She fucking calls me. She said, uh, she tells me the story. Dogs got in a fight with a skunk. You know, I cleaned them up. I cleaned them up. There's a little bit of blood on the paper towel. Do you think I have rabies? And I said, no, I don't think you have rabies. And to be completely honest, I have an irrational fear of rabies having grown up in the country <laughs> yeah. because I also know in the state of New York, animals that yeah. they think have rabies, they will cut off its head and send it to Albany. I'm always afraid that I'm going to get rabies. They're going to cut off my head, send it to Albany. And it's going to affect my funeral. Of course. What did you say to me? Because I'll never forget this. You said, but if you do have rabies, can you will me your diamond ring and all your Chanel bags? Which I really thought was just, <laughs> I shouldn't have even had to say it. Honestly, you should have been like, so I said, I think you're fine. Really just fucking relax. Everything's good. Hang up the phone. 10 minutes later, the phone rings again. I pick it up. I'm like, what's up? 
she's like, but you know, do you, do you think I have rabies? And I'm like, no, I literally just told you five seconds ago that I don't think you have rabies. I think you're fine. I don't think it works like this. I think you're fine. It's neurological. I said, my cat, like, you know, like beat up a bat that was in the house one time and I had to like quarantine her and it's neurological. And they said to look for like saliva or if she's staggering, I'm like, are you drooling? Are you staggering? No, you're probably fine. Yeah, but it, yeah, but rabies takes a few weeks to kick in. And by the time it kicks in, it's a death sentence. All right. It, so it that's, does take a few weeks. It so, takes like so, a few days. So I went to the Googles, which you never oh, do. Oh, no. And you, I was already dead. I was already dead before it started. You went to fucking WebMD. I was already dead before it started. So now she goes on WebMD. Now she's looked it up. And now she's seeing symptoms. Yeah. <laughs> so she calls me back. I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done at this point. She calls me back. She's like, I mean, I went on WebMD. And I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> And I think I've got the rabies. And I'm like, do you want me to come over and take you to the hospital? She's like, yeah. I'm in my pajamas because now it's like 830 in the morning. Pajamas? Yeah. I was wearing pajamas. Diamonds. Full length fur coat. So I drive my car over to your house. But for reasons that I still will never understand. I needed to go to the hospital in my Bentley because I figured if I was going to die, I was going to die in a Bentley. I was not dying in a a Gucci Fiat. How dare you? How dare you? That's the meanest thing you've ever said. You love the Gucci. I know I do love the Gucci, but I just, I wanted to die in the white queen. Listen, sometimes you drive a Porsche. Sometimes you drive a Gucci Fiat. I like to keep it interesting so and I weird. So I made you drive me in my... So and she's like, all right, so we're going to take the White Queen. And I'm like, um, okay. I hop behind the wheel. Well, you know, I'd never driven a Bentley before. And I'm five feet tall. I'm a nugget. I can't fucking see over the, the <laughs> fucking dashboard. I can't reach the pedals. I'm like trying to adjust shit. I'm like, I, I look like a fucking nine-year-old driving a car. I made it work. I was sitting on a pillow. It was It was dumb. So I get her to the hospital, park the car, walk her in. And oh, and I had on a full length fur coat too. Yeah, so no, we're in pajamas, diamonds, Chanel bags. We walk in and they're like, why are you here? Wait, we walked in and they were being super shady. Yeah. And I said, go sit down. I'm going to talk to the people at the front desk. Yeah. So they're like, why are you here? And I said, I brought my friend in. And they said, what happened to her? And I said, she thinks she has rabies. <laughs> and they said, why? Was she bitten? By a rabbit animal. And I With said, copious amounts of saliva. Well, that's what, that's what the guy said. I said, well, no, not exactly. But <laughs> I said she, her dogs got in a wicked fight with a skunk that we pretty sure had rabies. And there's a little bit of blood on the paper towel that she used yeah. to clean up the dog's nose. And so she thinks maybe she has rabies. And they gave me a very dramatic eye roll. And they were like, yeah, not today. So I walked back over to you and I said, yeah. chew up some Altoids and walk over with me and start frothing at the mouth because they're not taking us seriously. Yeah, you did. And then who comes out? The girl we play tennis with. So then the fucking girl we play ER doctor. Fucking mortifying. So then it was so uh, you embarrassing. You never even made it past the front desk, no, by the way. No, they wouldn't take They would in. not take you no, in. No, I feel like they thought we were pregnant. But they did them. take your phone number. And then the guy from the like. The CDC called me for like a month straight and asked if I had copious. Copious if, amounts, amounts of saliva. saliva. So first he and calls if us. I was having any issues. He, first he calls us when we're in the car and, and you were. You, with the fucking slurping in the microphone every fucking time. Oh my time. God, I know. Every it's time. Drink. I know. I'm sorry. So he calls us. All of a sudden, we're, you know, she answers the phone. She's like, hello. And he's like, you know, hi, <laughs> this is, you know, whatever from the CDC. And we're like, well, hello there. What's going on? <laughs> and he's asking her about what happened. And he said, you know, did you have any open wounds? And she's like, well, I think I had a hangnail. <laughs> and I'm like, are you 
fucking kidding me right now? I mean, you can't make this shit up, You can't people. make this shit up. You cannot. So he said, you know, you'd really, in order to get rabies, you would have to come in contact with copious amounts of saliva. It would have to go into an open wound. Like, yeah. that's how it's going to happen. But I'm going to keep checking in with you. So I drive her home and I'm like, I don't know, maybe take a nap or something. Yes. Fun fact. The dogs never got rabies. I never got rabies. Nobody got rabies. Um, The ER doctor never brought it up. She never brought it up to us when we played tennis with she, her. She, however, after never that. really made eye contact never. with us again. <laughs> but here's the thing. My best friend could have so shamed me and been mean girl. And she didn't. She took me to the hospital. Yep. And she was there for me. Yeah. She was even ready for to help me foam at the mouse that these people could take me serious. So I guess our point is that while either one of us could have been a mean girl at some yeah. point of our lives, we're certainly reformed mean girls because, again, we have had it happen to us. Yeah. So, again, back in the day when we weren't really working and we were just like looking for ways to make our days go by, we were working out at a local gym. So we had worked out. We had taken a class. And uh, it was the summertime and they have an outdoor pool. So we went outside, they had an outdoor cafe and we were going to have, you know, I don't know, smoothie Snacks, or fucking yeah. salad or some shit. Yeah. And um, so we're sitting at the table. There were a group of women at a table adjacent to us and a child, a toddler. You know, we're just hanging out, bullshitting, whatever. And all of a sudden this child is wailing. It was on, it was standing backwards on one of those plastic chairs mm-hmm. that you like mm-hmm. put it at a table. Standing backwards on the chair wailing now apparently the mother was over at like the snack bar and the women that are there apparently supposed to be watching this wailing toddler are just totally checked out so that the child's kind of wailing and like kind of pressing on the chair and the chair fell over with the baby in it and the baby smacks his fucking head on the cement yeah it was bad so we fucking jump up the women sitting at the table no reaction nobody cared deirdre and i jump up and i'm like holy shit that fucking kid just fell. Yeah. And, he, I gra- and he hit and his I, head. And I grabbed the kid. You were like, I'm not touching that. All of a sudden, I'm fucking Allie McBeal. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm not. That's a fucking lawsuit. I'm not touching that kid. I grabbed the kid. She I picks the it. kid up and she starts yelling, whose kid is this? So the mother comes over. She's like, oh my God, like, what are you doing with my kid? And Deirdre, and she really started giving you shit. Yeah, she did. And Deirdre's like, your kid is wailing. You're right there. You must have heard him. Your, your pal's over here. Totally ignoring him. He tips over on the chair. Nobody gets up. You're looking at them right now. They're still sitting. Yeah. I picked him up. By the way, he got a pretty good knock on the head. Maybe you should take him to a doctor. Yeah. Yeah, I did tell her that. We sit back down. We give her her child. We sit back down at our table to finish our smoothie or salad or whatever. She's just sitting there talking shit about us. Talking mad shit about us. Like, how dare we reprimand her and touch her child. I mean, she was a real... She was out of her mind. So, dear, just... You're just getting heated. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what we're going to do is we're going to get up and we're going to leave because this is not going anywhere good. So I said, get up because you actually want to go over and say something to her. Yeah, I was ready for round two. Right. And I said, you know what? Let's just get up. We're Mm going to go. It's over. We're not going to we're not doing this anymore. Right. So that was it. And, you know, so we couldn't believe it. It happened, but it was over. Next day, I have my twins playing tennis and um, the tennis is right by the pool. And so you sit there and you wait for your kids. And there she is. And she is talking to one of her girlfriends about the whole story and how these two asshole women were shaming her and yelling at her. And we were bitches, this, that, the other. And I'm, and I'm listening to her. And I'm watching her kid 
drowning in the pool. Literally. Literally. And I step up, I stand up and I said, excuse me, but I'm the bitch that saved your kid yesterday and your other kid is about to drown in the pool right now. So why don't you stop talking shit with your friend and why don't you watch your kids? So so the, the reason she didn't recognize Deirdre is because... The day I wasn't before, in my workout clothes. You were in your workout was, clothes and you were like kind of right. dolled up and there. Right. I was in so my she, normal clothes. She like yeah. didn't make the connection. A. Yeah. B, what you're not telling them is that you circled back. I did. And you, what did you tell her? Because well, it was, I said, because I, I would have never done well, this. Well, I said, listen, I said, I'm not, we're not trying to beat you up and I'm certainly not trying to beat you up. And I'm a mother of twins and we all make mistakes and motherhood is not easy. And I understand all of that, and we all make mistakes, but you are being very neglectful because it's more important for you to be okay and tell your friends these gossipy stories than watch your children. Right. And there's a real issue here. Right. So you, you know, so stop worrying this about- This is an opportunity for you to stop and learn and pay attention. And I was so blown away that you actually took a moment to say that to somebody that we did not know. We really never saw her again. I don't think we kept going to that no. too much longer. No, after I that. think we. I think we were pretty much done with that gym. Yeah, but oh no, we switched to the other location. That's what it was because oh, they opened okay. the new location, yeah. so we switched. But I, I thought it was very kind of you. I was surprised because you called me and you were like, "Oh my God, you're not going to believe what just happened." Fucking tell me the story, and I'm like. Oh. Well, she was talking such shit about right. us that it would have made anyone want to protect and stand up for themselves. But then you you took it a step further and you were kind and you and I remember you saying to me, telling me, I'm a mother of twins. It's very hard. We all make mistakes. Just even owning that just shows what a human you are. Yeah. So people going back and, and mean girling you or mean yeah. girling me. So yes, we all get defensive. You know, we all get triggered by these things. And so we want to retaliate. If somebody says something shitty to me, I want to say something shittier to you. Right. By the way, I don't know. But if it the, never makes you feel good. It in doesn't. The end. I don't know if it's because I'm a Gemini or what the deal is, but I have a fucking gift mm-hmm. for saying the most horrible, cutting things to people. Right. Things that you cannot unsay. Right. So I'm very careful now because I used to just fucking say them. But now as a grown ass woman, I know better. You know, you really do have to stop and you have to think about the position that that person might have been in. And I think you gave her some kind words. I have no idea if she heard it. I have no idea if it made an impact in her life. I hope it did. Hopefully all her children are still alive. Just like when the girl said to me, "Ugh, why do you hang out with her? You know, she's so pretty. Ugh. And I was like, but you don't know her. Right. You know, like. But that had nothing to do with me it or had my beauty. To- that had all to do with her and how she felt about herself. Right. So I feel like, you know. When these things occur, they're going to trigger you. They're going to make you want to be reactive. And yes. we have to be careful not to be reactive. We have to be thoughtful about, and it's so hard in the moment. It's really hard in the it moment. Is. Well, what do they say? How you act is your karma and how I react is my karma. Right, right. So don't be reactive. Don't be reactive to somebody else's bullshit. And you know your worth. You know who you are. Mm-hmm. You know what you need to work on. Nobody has to tell you no. what's wrong with you. Yes. If you really, truly get to the nitty gritty, you know. You know deep down inside Absolutely. exactly what's exactly right with you and exactly wrong. If you were to look at it objectively, and it's those people that can look at it objectively and make that list of, these are the things that I'm fucking fantastic at, and this is my list of pros, and these are the things where I could certainly stand some improvement. 
you know, that's, that's growth. If you can look at that and actually, so for me, it was that, that biting, cutting, and that was a defense for me right? because I went from being so painfully shy and not speaking and people really and truly would treat me like shit when I was little because I wouldn't fucking, I wouldn't fight back. So you could say anything you wanted to me and I wouldn't fight back. And when I fucking finally started fighting back, it wasn't an eye for an eye. It was an eye for your throat. Mm-hmm. I was going to rip your fucking throat No, out. you were bringing an Uzi yeah. to a knife fight. Exactly. You know? So knowing your worth, it, it does give you that, um, maybe it gives you the perspective to take a moment and say, okay, this person is coming from a place of hurt right. and pain. And I want to rip their throat out. But what I'm going to do is either not say anything and take the high road or do what you did. And humanize them, yourself. Right. And give them some solid um, words of wisdom. Right. And maybe it'll sink in. It doesn't always sink in, but maybe it'll sink in. Maybe it won't. But we've all gone through it. And it's funny because we started this episode not really with the idea that we were going to acknowledge that we had ever been mean girls. Cause I think when we started this episode, we thought that we had never been mean girls. Oh, I know I've been a mean girl <laughs> oh, well. and I'm still at times a mean girl and I probably will forever be a mean girl. I mean, I did past life regressions and I've literally been a cunt since the 1700s, probably way even further, but from what I really understand, 1700s. <laughs> So, yeah, her mean girl goes way back. But I will say this. You're actually not a mean girl. So there's... It's my protection. It is. It's your way of protecting yourself. And you are very much a girl's girl, which people don't expect from you. People expect you to be... No, people think I'm going to steal their husband. Right. Well, and you do have a lot of male friends. Yeah. Because they're nice to you. Well, trust me. I don't want anybody's husband. Ew. Like, fucking honey, you can keep him. Right. That's your problem. no thanks. Not mine. But I also feel like they're not shading you. Well, yeah, historically for me, um, men have been always much nicer to me. Right. If you can just kind of be aware of people and their nature Mm -hmm. and you and your nature. Listen, I know that I have a wicked temper. My husband will be the first to say that I have a terrible temper. It's very fiery. I don't know why. You must have a lot of uh, fire in your chart. I got a lot of something in my chart because I'm very fiery, but I burn out really quickly. So I'm furious. Yeah. And then I'm like, anyways, let's go. So where do you want to go get Right. Let's let's get get ice cream. Crystals and ice cream. Right. Crystals Crystals and and cones. (laughs) So if you can look at yourself objectively, and I will say the fiery aspect of my personality, there are many women in my family that have that same fire. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not just my my astrological chart. I think it's just kind of our makeup as, as the Jordan women. Um, we can be fiery. We can be, you know, balls to the wall. It's okay. Here's what I do know about you though. You, cause the other day, um, I was telling you, I was going to, I was going to send you something and you got a little heated with me and you were like, well, you just do it. I'm doing other things. And I looked at you and I said, Hey, 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 Mm -hmm. wait a minute. What fuck you? What are you saying? <laughs> you right. know, like I didn't say for you to do it. I just was sharing with you. And you were like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I was just editing and busy. And I really, I don't even think you were really 100% listening to me. Yeah. 
But when I say something to you, you're like, wait a minute. Oh my God. No, I didn't mean it like that. You never want to hurt anyone. No, no. Underneath it all, you are the kindest, most amazing, loving, beautiful soul. It's just sometimes that outside fiery ego quick tempered you flares up. Thank you for saying that. That's really sweet, actually. No, yeah, I, you're deep through and through. You are beautiful. But so are you. And Thank I, and, you. It, and it breaks my heart when people judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Because if they, if they just turned the pages, they would see how special and how giving you are. Right. I've seen you with your daughters. I've seen you with my daughter. I've seen you with the friends that I've introduced you yeah. to and how you're just so lovely and giving and you want to improve everybody and you are always willing to share your nuggets of wisdom. We are all who we are. And, and sometimes... In people's lives, I am the villain. Yeah. And that's okay because that is their perception. That is the way they're taking it. So, okay. I'm okay with that. Right. I'm not here to change anybody's mind. Right. And I'm sure it's the same for me. I'm yeah, sure that I'm sure in many people's lives, right, that I'm you the are the villain and that's okay. But I guess our point is that when you are kind of, um, when you encounter this, when you encounter this behavior... You know, your knee jerk is going to be, I'm going to attack back. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to show them who's boss. And if you can learn patience and if you can learn kindness, and I think that for, for me, you know, I haven't been shown a ton of kindness through my life. I, you know, I, I had kind of a, a rough childhood. Yeah. And so it took me a minute. Well, to, trauma creates mean girl right. energy. It, trauma creates that fiery shoot from the hip. Right. I'm going to bring an Uzi to a knife fight. Because I'm protecting myself. Yes. So it took me a while to learn how to come at things and come at people from a perspective of kindness. So I was telling you a story about years ago, n- not that long ago, I was at an Eagles concert with our girlfriend. Yeah. And um, there's a bunch of us there. And, you know, it's the Eagles. So, you know, every fucking word to every fucking song. And by the way, I also think that I can fucking harmonize with the Eagles. Can't do it, but think I can. Usually (laughs) when I'm a couple of cocktails in at the concert. So I'm singing away, having a great time. And there was a girl, one of our friends was next to me. And there was another woman. And I don't know if it was her daughter or her friend. They were on the other side of my friend. And they just kept shooting daggers at me because I was having a great time. I was singing whatever. So was everybody else. Right. And she just kept shooting daggers at me. So this girl leaned over and she's like, oh, my God, this woman is just like. The energy must have been so heavy and horrible. So I just looked at the girl and I said, switch spots with me. And she was like, oh, oh shit, why? And I said, just switch (laughs) spots with me. So she did. We kind of climb over each other. And now I'm next to this woman and whoever. And I'm continuing to sing. But now I'm leaning into her while I'm singing. And next thing you know, I've got my arm around her while I'm singing. And now I'm trying to get her to sing with me. And sure as shit, she's fucking singing with me. And I'm sort of like, you know what? We're all here to have fun. Right. We're all here to have fun. So don't judge my fun. Don't judge me. Don't judge my behavior. You do you, bitch. I'll do me. Well, that's the whole basis of life. You know, we're all here to have fun. We're all here to have fun. So you do you. I'll do me. Have fun on this earth school. And And live it up. And don't be afraid to let your guard down and have a little fun. And I think that maybe maybe she learned a lesson that day. And and try to stop judging people. I mean, we're all guilty of it. I'm I'm so guilty of it. I judge I judge so many people. And but I'm not very, as, not as badly as you once did. Yes, you're so right. So I will say that you know while we're being completely transparent about our past behavior, 
a lot of it is past behavior. Yes. So, well, because I wanted to do better and I wanted to be better. These stories that we're telling you, this is stuff that happened when we were in our early like 40s. You were in your late Mm -hmm. 30s. I was in my early 40s. No, I was in 40s too. No, only a few years ago. And what we what we are so striving to do is create this community, this empathic, um, inclusive community of women. If women could stop judging each other, if they could stop mean girling each yeah. other, think about what we could all do. Think about what we could accomplish. We could do. We could go so far. We could do so much. And I understand human nature. Is, we could take is, over the world. We could, and we will, and we will. But you know, we have to. We have to kind of. We have to be a little bit more patient with each other. We have to be a little more understanding with each other and realize that we're all a little different. Mm-hmm. Listen, no one's more different than fucking Deirdre. She's the fucking weirdest weirdo I've ever met in my entire <laughs> life. But I love this bitch with yeah. all of my heart. Yeah. Yeah. I am pretty weird. <laughs> You're fucking crazy. You know, but I love your crazy. Thank you. Well, you go along with it and then you fucking do it too. So it's so I'm doing something right. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, you, you know, where you lead, I will follow. I mean, 100%. Genesis, follow you, follow me. Exactly right. Oh, girl, you sing it. Sing it, girl. No, don't sing it, girl. No, don't sing it. We'll lose people. Um, And I think that that if you have a friend that you can be honest with, like, you know, when Deirdre sees me being a fucking asshole, she'll be like, listen, bitch, you need to fucking sit down. Yeah, mean to that person. (laughs) You need to sit down and shut up. Yeah. Um, and, And I will listen to you. Yes, of course. Or if like I'm dating a guy and you're like, listen, bitch, he ain't no good. Well, then she'll never listen to me and she'll date no, him for a year. No, but- I do listen to you now. I do. I really do. Now. Now. You're single now. <laughs> That's Fuck. why I listen to you. I know. I was like, there's no fucking <laughs> challenge right now. Christ almighty. No. If I do date again, it will be for a, it will be for a soulmate. It will be for somebody really worth me surrendering to. You know what, Deirdre? I love you. I love you too. We're so lucky to have each other. Beyond. Beyond, Beyond. blessed. You guys, we love you. We do. And, and we're here for you. And you know what? Even though you're not sitting here with us, you're sitting here with I us. I feel like energetically you're all with us. So guys, keep listening. We love you. We love you so much. They feel like family now, right? I know. Yeah. Our audience does feel like family. Really and thank do. you so much for like all the kind words you say to me in my DMs on Facebook. And But I found out today there I we may have a nice little man community. We do. And that works out well for us because we like the men's. We're all fabulous. You're yeah. fabulous. I'm fabulous. Everyone's fabulous in their own way. Stay fabulous, bitches. We love you. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode of Spellcaster Podcast, hit subscribe to be notified when there's a new episode. And please write a review. It helps us and it's good for your karma. If you have any questions or topics you would like us to discuss, email us at spellcastersisters at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram at spellcaster underscore sister. And remember, cast the spell, harness the energy, and design your life.